Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. This is it. This is for all the chips. Run for championship. No one gets no better than this. Just sit and relax a bit. We're talking the passive blitz. We're talking the jumping sprints. We're talking the pitch and miss. Clean space, kick space. You come to the right place. Beat bait. I don't need to see other shows. I'm straight. Cause they're not impressing me. I tune into Legacy. Legacy. Fourth and goal and on the road. Legacy. Down three, three seconds to go. Legacy. Two out. Base is loaded. Legacy. It's not a mystery. You're tuning to Legacy. Check the flag on the final lap. Legacy. Twelfth round. Who gets to the mat? Legacy. You want a legacy? You build a legacy. Broadcasting live right now so the whole world can see. Now, the Legacy Maker Sports Podcast. Welcome, everybody. We about to get this bad boy started. Here are your hosts. Darrell Owens and Jay Quimby. So glad to have you back with us. It's been three months. We know, we know, we know, we know. It's been three months. We had our off season, but we have returned. And this time we have returned with our four days. That's right. The Legacy Mega Sports Podcast season is pretty much underway here. We're going to be breaking down four ways and all that good stuff. For those who don't know how it works, once again, I'm your man, Darrell Owens. We got our guy, Jeremiah Quimby. What What's is up? Sir, how are you doing, my man? Oh, I'm blessed. Another day on planet Earth of fun and debauchery. That's just got to have the fun and debauchery. Look, once again, it's an absolute pleasure to be able to be back with you all uh, to break down and start to get into our NFL season. And me and Jay are going to break down each week. The next couple of weeks, we're going to break down each NFL division. Today, we're starting with the AFC South, which should be a fun one. Um, probably in a lot of people's eyes, the, you know, maybe the worst division in football. But we're going to break that division down today regardless. So we, 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 we definitely going to see. Uh, we're going to get into that today as well. But, Jay, before we get into all that, man, how's everything been going? How's life? I think, you know, we've. You know, since the last time we've been on, you've been you at the time you were married for a couple of weeks. How things are going, bro? Um, it's going great, man. Got a wonderful partner, Becca Cottingham Quimby. Pain in my ass, but love her. God, <laughs> I I couldn't ask for a um, better person to you know live the journey of life with. Uh, you know, everybody knows that I I'm a pain in the ass and I'm a picker, and she gives it back just as much, and it's great. <laughs> I, I, she, she, I mean i'm really so blessed i'm not complaining we've had a you know a couple deaths in the family and i mean it's part of life but man here in the last couple of years man it's just sucked it's been tough i know it feels like we always end up having to start to show up that way but you know crazy hopefully a lot you know things you know will continue to try to get better i know it's a little rough out there but for all those out there we're, we are glad to have y'all back and like now before we get into all the nfl stuff because we do have a lot of other things that have happened and there's some big sporting champions have been crowned over the last you know, last couple of weeks. So uh, let's get into that. And let's start off first with our top story that the Golden State Warriors, ladies and gentlemen, are the NBA champions for the fourth time in eight years. Steph Curry and the crew are putting up uh, the trophy. They, they've got another trophy to the case. I believe that's seven overall or at least six or seven overall for the Warriors franchise. You know, if you'd have told us this 10 years ago that the Warriors franchise would 
had this many rings, we probably would have all laughed at you. And we we knew that they were good. We didn't know how good they would be. Jay, what are your thoughts on this Golden State Warriors team winning their fourth NBA championship in eight years? Uh, I mean, to be eight years ago, I'd have been like, huh? What are you talking about? But they, they put together uh, and they're still – bringing in the firepower with people like, you know, they're bringing Wiggins is there pool. Nobody. I mean, yeah. Okay. He might've been a decent role player, but he's got the potentials to be a star when, you know, possibly they depart with Thompson or green. Cause I don't see Curry going anywhere for me. Honestly, this puts, you know, if Curry can put one more ring on a finger, he's got to be in the talk of top, five players ever sorry not sorry yeah yeah i'm, I'm it, it's starting to become a debate now and it, and it's the way he's played you know i'm a huge steph curry guy if i had to say who's my favorite player in the league not obviously on my favorite team but favorite player in the league is steph curry uh between him and Giannis have been my two favorite guys but over the last you know i love what Giannis has done but there's something about the way steph curry plays the game it is exciting you know, the way he the, – the accuracy of his shot, the way he can shoot the ball is just amazing. Yes, he does have some off nights here and there, yeah. but it's just it's just exciting to watch it. You know, it, it makes the game exciting without the dunks, you know. Oh, absolutely. He has got to be my most favorite shooter since Reggie Miller retired. And Reggie Miller wasn't even the best player in his family. Right. And that's the, that's the thing, man. It's like – and so you see – Watching what this Golden State team has done has been uh, remarkable. You know, they they had their first run without uh, Kevin Durant, and they were able to win a chip. They bring Kevin Durant in. Kevin Durant was the MVP of those two um, the uh, finals, MVP of both of those finals. Uh, they made it to another finals without him. Um, and, oh, you know, with, they had a lot of injuries. And then that the year they lost to Toronto, they could have easily lost, you know, in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, Kawhi played his butt off, but those injuries really hurt that Warriors team. We could be talking five. If they wouldn't have lost that series to the Cavaliers, we could be talking six. You know, it's just like, you know, I mean. Why you got to take away a chip from my I'm I'm not taking away a chip. I'm just, you know, just saying. But, yeah, I mean, you go back and look at it, and this team has just been – it's just been good to see. Now, I will say this. I got to get this out there. Not the biggest Raymond Green fan. What he does for that franchise, I'm going to give him love, though. What he does for that franchise, like his part of that franchise is critical. I'm, I don't know if they're the same team without him. I know that said he may not do oh, all of the points of the, they're no. not the same team without him. They he, he is a critical part. It's like how Robin was with the Bulls team. Obviously, Robin was that's ex- exactly what I was gonna say because he's the fire. He's the passion. Right. He's the, uh, he's, he he's, does, the, he's the mouthpiece. Uh, well, the mouthpiece. I was gonna say like hockey analogy because I know that's gonna be coming up. He's the enforcer. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that takes all the. Sh- shit uh and then you know facilitates gets everybody fired up i I mean didn't like him because you know he played and he didn't play for the team up north but he played up north Hey, close, enough, close <laughs> enough. Uh, real quick before we get in, want to give love to some of the people that are out there. Our man, Stephen Askins, who's got one of the best uh, pregame shows before the NFL season starts. So, you know, when the season started, you need a little bit of uh, energy before the season. Hit up our man, Stephen Askins. Thanks for coming in, uh, Stephen. Also, um, 
I'm pretty sure this is L I'm pretty sure this is uh, this is LA. I don't know why I says Facebook user, but it says look at Jay Quimby looking like a fried fish. Oh, There's on, only on one mine <laughs> on mine it's a, it's LA. Oh, it, it is LA it on there. LA. Oh, That's hilarious. Hey, hi, beautiful. I missed you at the wedding. You could have oh. been the one to say no. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Steven gives love to Colorado, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Oh. And then our man, uh, Cordell uh, Green, saying go Warriors. So, yeah, I mean, this Warriors team is a franchise. Good to see. Good to see them go out there and do the things they were able to do, Jay. And, you know, it, it's just it was it was a fun experience, you know, like, I mean, just it was a great series. I mean, Boston did not, you know, that, that game, if they would have went seven, who knows what could have happened. Um, you know, hated to see Tatum kind of fall off a little bit. You know, a lot of people, a lot of expectation, a lot of talk about Kobe. And I felt bad for him because I felt oh, like I, he, he should have left the Kobe talking until after they won the chip. And I, now people yes. look at him a different way because of it, Jay. They, they do. I mean, he's still really young. Right. He is one of the premier three and D guys in the league. I don't care. Say what you want. If somebody was to say, "Oh, the Celtics are going," everybody would want to try to get I mean, him I, on their team. I mean, I would, if I could get Tatum right now, I'd I'd give away a couple things to get Tatum on. I mean, he was my that draft. I mean, I love Tatum coming out, and you know, he's only going to go get better, uh, but. You know, to compare yourself to the Mamba, I mean, no, nobody can do that. I'm yeah, sorry. I just, I, just, I just wish he'd have waited. Like, I, I understand all the Kobe motivation, the cell phone picture, like, you know, texting Kobe. That's all sentimental. That was great. But then, you know, he went out there, and he did have a couple of decent games. You know, he had a 13-assist game. Maybe not the best scoring game, but he had 13 assists in one of the games. I think just overall, Jay, he went in there and, you know, in today's society, you can't. You got to be careful how you approach on social media. Well, basically, he, he he wrote checks that his ass couldn't cash. Unfortunately, I mean, I think it maybe in any other series he may have been able to cash it. It just it just didn't happen in this series, and it was the worst right. time. It was the worst time. Won't, don't want to take anything away from Tatum. He's a great player, man. And I don't. This Celtics team is young. Don't be surprised if they're back in the mix, if not back to the finals next year. Who knows? Maybe even win. They need to just uh, – they need to bring – you know, keep smart. I mean, he's that defensive guy. But they need another player. What's wrong? Uh, no, I, 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 think, I think the screen disappeared on me. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> I hit the button. I was like, whoa. I, I still can hear you, but I was like, okay, I'm not going crazy then. Um, but, yeah. Uh, boy, you yeah. look like you were going <laughs> – uh, you look like you were like chasing a bee or some shit. <laughs> I was like, Darrell, I'm right here, buddy. <laughs> Wait a minute, where's that? Oh man, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, so watch out for them. Um, the Warriors. I, I mean, real quick before we move on to our next uh, um, top story, do you think they repeat next year? Do you think there's a strong chance? I mean, Pool Pool is a free agent, um, and I believe um, who's the other free agent there's another big name wiggins wiggins is another free agent so and wiggins is probably going to gather a lot of money in this offseason because of what he's done so you know it'd be weird for me but i i really the pistons got a lot of money and they got a young core i mean i i don't i don't i see them being back in the playoffs but as far as 
I mean, you got the Suns, you got the Clippers. The, I can't know. Grizzlies, the Grizzlies. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a, and the East has gotten better. So the well, NBA, and even the Jazz. Right, and then the first time in a long time, Jay, the NBA feels like, you know how you always can go into it's a season. Level. Right, you can go into a season and be like, oh, it's going to be Lakers and so-and-so, or it's going to be so-and-so. Like, right off the bat, for the first time in a minute, you know, in the last couple years, you could say, well, no, not this is not a gimme. Like, that Warriors team next year is not a gimme. You know, somebody can go there and get that dub next year. So that's what I like that parody. But then you you throw in the fact of also health. You know, like you and I were talking earlier this week, you know, Curry wasn't healthy at the beginning of his career and getting older, you know, I think this is uh, like what you're 12 in the mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, shit happens, you know, exactly. Like I mean, you it's... remember that uh, me, my son, where you got the, your two knees, one's a court convertible <laughs> a Corvette. And right. the other one's a uh, 1970 slug bug. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Uh, real quick comments. I mean, Drew Willingham said Texan Kobe was overhyped. Definitely true. Wouldn't have made the text on for Kobe. Uh, he says, Darrell, you are still here. You have not disappeared off the screen. Thank God, because I got a little worried. The screen went blank on me. Our man Paul Schofield says, y'all think Wiggins is leaving. Jay says, uh, Jay, what do you think? Wiggins leave? Oh, yeah, because money talks, man. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't want him to go. If he if he value it depends on does he value championships or money, and I think he's gonna garner so much money. You got to go get the money. You got the ring now. You got the ring now. Now, obviously, if he doesn't care about that and the, and it's loyalty, by all means, go win some more right. rings. You know, you are number one pick in the draft. A lot of people, you know, spit on you. You know, when oh, you first God. came out. You know, and and you know, LeBron sent them away. So it's like, eh, you know, I was, I, I th- he was the one I was not happy about giving up. The mm-hmm. other guy, I was glad his ass. Like, yeah, he can go, but don't please don't give up our number one pick. So yeah, well, I mean, no, I was, I was talking about Anthony Bennett. Remember that? Shit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Where? All right, everybody, search. Where's Anthony Bennett? You find out. <laughs> Paul says Jazz overhyped every season, uh, and and Paul doesn't see him leaving. And Stephen oh. wants to know: Do you do? Does Bill stay or does Bill go? I think Bill is going to stay. I don't. I, don't I think, think he's, he's going to stay. He's yeah, very I, comfortable I, in you know the capital, doing what he does. And I mean, yeah, I think he stays there. Yeah, at first at one at one point I thought maybe he would go, but I don't see it going. I th- I think he'll stay in Washington. All right, next topic, or real quick, we'll stay on the NBA before we head to our other topics here. So this happened yesterday. This was a lot yesterday evening. Uh, first, we had the buyout for the Rockets. They're going to buy out uh, John Wall. And the news out there is that he will sign with the Clippers, which is a very interesting signing if they can get a healthy Kawhi Leonard back. And then, of course, Kyrie Irving obviously opted in to his Brooklyn Nets uh, player. <laughs> option. A lot of people didn't think that one was going to happen. They thought he was going to be out of town and um, the trade, you know, all that stuff. We thought all that could happen. I want real quick from you, Jay, what were your thoughts on these two moves? Uh, It's still like, uh, I want to see Wall do great things because, you know, we got to see how good he was in Washington, but he wasn't happy. And then he kind of started falling off. I I have respect for John Wall as a player. Kyrie, uh, I think he did a disservice to the Nets and set him back another year just because 
you never know which Kyrie's going to show up every night. He he's no longer that player that he was with the uh, Cleveland. You know, every night. Well, I know a guy that said between him and LeBron, they drop eighty. Yeah, I know a guy too. <laughs> and you're talking. So, to him. I mean, <laughs> you're talking. Yes. Yeah, so for me, Kyrie, Kyrie is no longer like he has his nights where he is a star, but right. he's no longer consistently a star. See, that's that's the thing, and I think that's when you go back and look at it. When a lot of people go back and look at Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving is a stud when he's on the court. When he's, you know, when he's consistently there, like when you, when he's out there, he's killing it. And that's the argument I think with a lot of people, a lot of people said, man, he's so good, but he's not there. Or, you know, he's so good, but he's, you know, in some people's eyes, he is a, a nuisance to the team. And it's like, just imagine if we got a full year of just pure, uninterrupted, all ball Kyrie Irving. He's the MVP in the league. He can yeah. win the MVP of the league. And that's that's the thing I think a lot of people, you know, are wondering. But supposedly, even though he opted in to the Brooklyn Nets, the Lakers is still on the table. They're still trying to get him back and have a LeBron-Kyrie uh, reunion. So, But I, I think I saw something, too, that uh, Westbrook opted in to stay with the Lakers. Yes. I mean, Which, if you're the Lakers yeah. fan, you're like, what the hell? I, I just feel like these two opt-ins could potentially be a trade. I, I think it, I mean yes I think uh, Westbrook making forty seven in his opt in and what you call it was thirty seven but they can work out the money but it would be very interesting to see two guys re, two sets of guys reunite and, and but would KD really be okay with Westbrook especially with Westbrook played as poorly as he did with the team in L A. I, you know what? I think he I think he would. Because let, let's be honest with you. Katie's been a little bit talkative lately on social media and stuff like that. But in those teams, it was all when like when they needed a bucket, that was Westbrook, man. And I, I don't think that chemistry ever really left. I think that, you know, there, there may have been a little beef in there, maybe a little Shaq, you know, Shaq, Kobe type Kobe thing. It, you know, it just didn't, you know, go their way. But in my opinion, man, if you go back and look at it, I, it would be fun to see if both guys – sets of guys can rectify those bad relationships, you know, and I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm one, I want to see it. I, I want to see if Kyrie and LeBron can get it back together. I want to see if Westbrook and Durant can get it back together, but you know, that's because that, you want to see Miami in the fucking championship game again. I know how you think, bro. I just, yeah. I just want my guys back in there, but you know, well, you know, I digress. We shall see. All right, next one, next topic we're going to go into. Got to talk about my guys, man. I am a, a very, very happy man right now. The Colorado Avalanche, baby. Cup number three. Jay, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I was super excited for this, as you can tell. Um, but, you know, the last time one of my sports teams won a championship, I believe, was the 13-14 season or the might have been the 12-13 season, which was Miami. Uh, I'm not going to count my Portland Timbers. I'm not going to be too, I'm not too deep into uh, MLS, but I am a Portland Timbers fan. They won a couple years ago. But with all that being said, this Avalanche team came in and defeated a very tough two-time defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. There was a little controversy through the series, but I'll take it. No, no. Game, uh, what was it? Game four? (laughs) Oh, man. That was, that that didn't set well with me. I'm not a Lightning fan. I love my Red mm-hmm. Wings. But, you know, the last two years that 
Tampa Bay Lightning's done good, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done good. Well, I mean, maybe it'll be a reverse. Maybe I'll still pull it out. You know, no, maybe this, maybe this, maybe this bodes well for Denver, the Denver Broncos. That may make LT happy. <laughs> they make LT. No, happy. I don't give a shit if LT's happy. I want Jay happy. <laughs> well, look, I will say, I love LT, but no. <laughs> I will say this: a lot of people think that this, you know, like the series itself was a, it was a very, very tight knit series. There was a couple of questionable calls, two big ones that really went in the avalanche favor. That was that one when they scored the overtime goal where poor Landestar, his skate just fell off. Like the skate fell off and you can see McKinnon trying to push him. He was trying to push him off the ice and it eventually got him off. But when they freeze framed it, he was still on the ice right before he took this shot to win the game. And so that was a big controversy. Uh, and I think they had another one in game six where they was there was six men on the ice and they scored a goal uh, or they were he was it was right at that ex- same exchange. They were just getting off. And so a lot of people were like, man, wait a minute. You know, but let's be honest. How many times has that happened during the season? But nobody really pays attention to it because it's just, you know, it's a regular it's, season. It's, game. it's not under the microscope. of the Exactly. Finals. Exactly. But, well, I mean, uh, kudos to you because uh, I really thought I didn't see the Lightning's goalie be the goalie he was all season. He looked way off. Yeah, yeah. He had some moments where he was like, there was a there was a couple games where I was like, man, he it, Colorado was giving it their all. I mean, shots on shots on top of shots. And my man was doing a really good job, but eventually you can't you can't stop everything. And, and, we, and with the shooters they have on that Colorado team, eventually it was going to come to pass. Well, exactly. So where was the defense that we've seen in the last two years? Besides the goalie for Tampa. Yeah. And the offense was stagnant. It was like stale pond water. <laughs> stale pond water. <laughs> Look, well, nevertheless, they, they play on ice. Hey, hey, that's true. That's true. But nevertheless, this guy right here is happy. I'm glad to see a championship. Had a chance that he could have got it. Could have been a double whammy. But I'm not going to be greedy. I'm not going to be greedy. Tell your head to the, the right a little bit so everybody can see your dumbass sign back there. Hold on. Wait a minute. hey look i'm on hey when i get when i get paid i'm buying my own championship shirt it's game time baby let's go go abs congratulations on that third championship let's do it now let's get into the meat (laughs) thing let's get into the nfl man you know we got to talk about um i feel like the last six seven shows that we had we had to talk about this topic and we got We got to give you an update on the Deshaun Watson situation out there in uh, Cleveland. Now, last time we were on, he was in Houston. Uh, <laughs> things, things have changed. Um, so it's 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 very interesting to me, Jay. You know, the Deshaun Watson situation has taken <laughs> such a crazy turn here in the last. Well, Some of those stories make you wonder if he just there. There's something off kilter upstairs, bro. Well, it, I mean. Well, I think the video that does him a lot of damage in this situation, and I think you might know the one I'm talking about. He's at the house out there in Houston <laughs> playing, um, you know, backdoor basketball with um, Mia Khalifa, the famous porn star, and she goes <laughs> to dunk on him on the rim, and she just falls. The, the most lazy, the laziest dunk I've ever seen. She goes full speed. She just, oh, my God, this shot. She just lays on top of him. He's just giggling. I don't think that video did him any justice, especially when you start to hear all of the stories and what the stories have been. I mean, I feel 
It's a it's just a crazy situation, Jay. I I I, I want to believe him, but it's hard to believe him at this point. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But especially when you hear that you know, Houston was having. I, I'm here to get my massage, but I need you to sign this NDA, please. Yeah, Houston's scandalous for that. I, I mean, I, that's, the, that's the one thing I don't like, Jay. Houston is very scandalous for their part in this. And, you know, they said that Sean decided to go in and settle with these people because he had to go after Houston. So, and he and he's already, they've already uh, put the paperwork in to go after Houston in this scenario. And it's like, man, you know, it's they had their part. And to me, it seemed, I don't want to say a coup, but it feels like a setup from the get-go. They were all um, they were all yeah. gravy with it, Jay, until, man, I want out. Oh, you want out, huh? And we've, we've talked about this for a year. We always felt there was something amiss. You know? But it makes you wonder, though, because the, the thing that gets me is I feel bad for the Browns. Right. Because, you know, if they don't suspend them at least eight games, Right. Um, there's going to be a ba- lot of backlash. And you're, you can't – you've already burned your bridge with Baker. Baker's going to tell you you need a big hard one. Baker said bump that. I think I've already heard they said Jacoby Brissett would be the so starter if they – You trade bumped. all those picks and give $230 million for the greatest backup backup there is. That's dumb. Now, here's the thing. I, and I, I didn't realize this. Now, I heard a little bit about it, but I hadn't realized it until I, I heard it the other day. Very smart on the Browns part. The base salary this year is only a million dollars. So yep. they, they were fully expecting my man, you know, just in case he gets suspended for the year, not to be there. Because uh, what, the, like the 43 million, I think, or 23, something like that, is for next year. It's smart. So if everything goes awry, they get everything cleared up, and nobody else decides to pop out the woodworks, which wouldn't surprise me at this point. You Let's know. not say the word pop out when we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we might have to get a, a Deshaun Watson video next. You know, oh, I, God. I had to retire Grind Gate. I had to retire Grind Gate. I know we're talking about the Jaguars today. I well, retired Grind Gate. I'm but, sorry. But see, now you, you bring up Grind Gate, but that makes us go back and look. At what happened with Robert Kraft and his massage right. shit. And, you know, he got this. So if Deshaun gets a year, if not longer, why the hell is Robert Kraft still doing what that's, he's doing? That, that's that's the double negative, you know? And it's kind mm-hmm. of the same thing with the conduct with Daniel Snyder. Like, and we'll get into Daniel a little bit. Oh, you know, it's like, whole, it's like the whole scenario. It's like, you, it's okay for you guys to do these things as owners. But when it comes to the players, it's like no, 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 no. You can't do that. Like I, I, that's the I don't understand. Uh, and if, if you're watching from the outside in, it's like, oh, that's not cool at all. I said, this is wrong. This is wrong. Right. I mean, none of it's right. None of whatever they've been doing is right. But fair is fair. If you're gonna, you know, bash the players or do whatever with the players, you got to do the same thing with the owners. You, you got to do it. Exactly. But th- didn't they have a vote on the owners on how to handle Daniel Snyder? Whether they, to keep them and they, they had the option to to put it up for a vote. I mean, Daniel Snyder's done done some things, man. The stole supposedly, and, but he's still there. So I mean, that just it's a head scratcher. It don't make any damn sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, set a standard and stay to that standard. Don't let it flux for certain people because then you're gonna lose fans. You're just now getting fans back after all the stuff like. 
with Kaepernick and this and that. Yeah, and and, it's, and it's, you're, you're screwing it up again. It's like it's, it's it's the craziest thing to me. It's the absolute craziest thing to me. I, I I hope they'll figure it out. But you know, let me ask you this: um, looking at this Cleveland situation, you know, Cleveland still is a really good team on paper. Obviously, Deshaun made them. You know, if they if he's healthy, he's playing, and he's not in trouble. He makes this team tremendously. Like they're they're a threat in the a AFC. top five in the AFC. Yeah, right. They're a threat in the AFC. They're, they're definitely playoff contention for sure. For sure, definitely could win the the AFC North the way the North is looking right now. I mean, obviously the Bengals have gotten better, and you know, but you look at it and say, hmm, it's very intriguing to me to see how that would kind of play out. Um, do you think that Cleveland can still like you know? I'm not gonna say look past this, but get past this. And if the, he's out, do you think Cleveland still could win b- with Brissett? Well, Brissett has always been, uh, you know, looked down on, and he's always been steady when he's been called into service. Right? Uh, can he give the numbers for what they have offensively? I'm sure he can put up some numbers, but. They have a two-headed monster at running back, so they become a running team then. Right, and I, and they would have to go heavy on them. But then I almost feel bad for Amari Cooper because, you know, you, you come over in this trade and you didn't know who your quarterback was going to be. Uh, you thought, okay, maybe Baker in the beginning. Now it's like it went from Baker Mayfield to Deshaun Watson to probably Jacoby Brissett and more likely right. Jacoby Brissett to start the season. So, you know, Cleveland's got the talent. Defensively, they're really good on the defensive side of the ball. They got a lot of good pieces on that defensive side. So maybe that'll carry the day. Who knows? But as as the, the world of Deshaun turns, and we'll probably be updating you again next week on Deshaun as we as we continue our Well, they were week. supposed to have the, everything out today, but, you know, apparently because the lady that made the decision or makes the decisions on it, we haven't heard a, a statement from her yet, so. Yeah, it would be all luck that it happens while the show is going on. So we'll, we'll see if that pops off while the show is going on. But we'll give you more to Sean as we go along. Now, we got one more topic to bring up before we head to our four days and give you our breakdown of the AFC South teams. And we're going to talk a little bit about the commanders. Um, now, Washington, as we, we, we've already kind of got into it a little bit, talked about Snyder. We talked about, um, you know, well, we're going to talk about Terry. Um, Because, you know, they signed Terry McLaurin to an extension. Um, But looking at this commander situation, it's the Daniel Snyder situation is wild, Jay. That's that's the nicest thing that we can say about it. I was going to say that might be an understatement, bro. It's a wild situation. You know, what are your thoughts on this, man? Because I I don't to me, there's just something weird about it. It it, it continues and continues to get weird and weird every day. What are your thoughts? Well, we've seen it like in the 90s with March shot. Mm-hmm. and the reds uh we've seen the the clippers controversy with their owner why is, how is the man still there you know we got he so far you know gruden was pulled out of his position we've mm-hmm. got emails and he got subpoenaed to go to a federal court and he didn't even he's like fuck it so I, I got a little bit more information. On, I got a little bit more information on that. So supposedly he's saying that he's not not going to come. His thing is his lawyer is out of the country and that they need to reschedule. So and I think that's a, the, to me, that seems like he's just trying to buy a little bit more time 
let's pray he's not lying to the court and this lawyer is really out of the country. Uh, but supposedly, he, you know, he the lawyer's out of the country and he will subpoena once they can figure out a date. But to me, that just seems like I, I need to figure out time to get my story together. Hell, but <laughs> I got to get mean, my story together. He should have hired Johnny Depp's lawyer. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, was it Cam Camille? I think I it's have Camille. No idea. It's Camille. Camille Vasquez. Or, look, that lady is a shark. You hear me? Like, I, watching her in that trial, ruthless. Oh, yeah. You know, she was, she, she became famous on that bad boy. So well, uh, it might be the move for Daniel Snyder. <laughs> did, well, did you see where Nate Burlinson was picking on uh, Amanda Heard's lawyer? At, I mean, he's like, you take the L. We, we just know that we didn't show up and get it done. We didn't blame it on the other team. <laughs> right. I was just like, get her, Nate. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's so funny, man. Like, you know, the the whole that that whole scenario was just crazy. It was a very entertainment, very yeah, interesting, was. like eight weeks. I can't wait for the TV movie to come out on Lifetime because I'm pretty sure that it will, uh, and, it, and it'll probably be hilarious or badly done. But besides all of that, um, this Washington team has been trying to get themselves in a good spot they're trying to keep you know they, it's like bad news comes out or they get bad news and then some good news come out or it's vice versa like they can't just get good news good news good news good news it's always like oh here's really bad news and then you know obviously they get this good news where terry mclaurin is signing the three-year 71 million dollar extension uh with washington he's back there a lot of people were worried that it, you know that he may get traded and all that good stuff but terry is back terry is is a commander, I should say, here for the next, at least for the next uh, couple of seasons. So good job by Washington signing their number one offensive player. Good job. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Scary Terry, uh, one of I, – I would have to give him, you know, his quarterback carousel has been, you know, mm -hmm. but he's still putting up the numbers. Third-round pick, uh, the on, only other, you know, in the third round person uh, was Deontay Johnson, who's setting out at Steelers camp, who's put up similar numbers, you know, as a possession receiver. I mean, you look at some of the guys that besides Debo in the first round, how, how Terry fall this far, but kudos to them for paying them. And, you know, maybe uh, whoever starts at quarterback will get it done. Yeah, um, intrigued to see if Wentz Wagon can get things going there in Washington. Like, <laughs> you know, I will say though, between you know, now that they got Dotson, and I, you know, mm -hmm. I've got a chance to see Dotson a little bit in person. The kid looks like he's got a, he's got some talent. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they may have they may have struck gold on Dotson. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a Pro Bowler the first year, but they they finally got they. I think they may have finally found their number two, or their you know their, their main slot guy. You know, Demonte Brown is starting to come around. Uh, so we'll see what the commanders can do, but they just got to get rid of the off the field stuff. That's the thing that's killing that off the field stuff is just it's brutal, man. They just can't stay out of the headlines. Uh, I mean, but I mean, it, controversy sells tickets. It keeps you in, you know, it's there. It keeps the fans pumped up because they got to protect their team. I'm not saying it's justified, but I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, how, what's a proper way to say this? Scandal sells. I mean, let me be honest with you. Like, how many people watch certain things because they just want to see what the outcome is going to be like? Sometimes it's like it, that's why I say, you know, you look at a guy like 
you know, like the Kyrie, we go back to Kyrie and, and Durant. Like, you know how many people are going to be tuned in if, they, if even if that trade happens, just so they can see, you know, can they can they coexist again? Can that happen again? So, you know, but you're right. Controversy sales, man. That's that's what it's all about. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, all right, everybody. <laughs> that was it for our top stories, and now we're going to get into four days. And now we've been waiting a minute to get back into four days. Uh, now, for those who are new to the show, and they were like, "Well, what the, what is four days?" So four days, you know, we started off as two a days a long, long time ago, uh, and we used to do two teams each show, uh, and we would go through and and do you know a preview over the team, our our initial thoughts of the team as we headed into the season, and doing those two a days. But now we kind of expanded out to four days, and we you know we're gonna have this going on for the next eight weeks leading into the NFL season. And then, you know, of course, we're going to bring back all our predictions and all that fun stuff as the season goes along. So, um, Jay, you know, we're here for it. We got the AFC South, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Titans, and the Colts. So let's get into it. Let's talk a couple. Let's, let's break into it. We're going to start off with the fourth place team in that division last year. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Jacksonville last year, three and fourteen record. Uh, they were fourth in the division last year. Key addition for me, and I this is what I put down, but Doug Peterson. And I I wish I still had the video, but I tried to behave. I took it off because I was told I promised myself, <laughs> I promised back and I was gonna be a little bit better about it. So I took the video away. We're just gonna have to head to Sean Gate when that time comes. But anyway, um Doug Peterson is a key addition for this team. You know, they bring in Christian Kirk, all that, but that disaster that they had at the, at the uh, coach head coach position last year was rough. And then their key loss, DJ Chark. What are your thoughts about the Jacksonville team, what they did in the offseason as we head into the 2022 NFL season? I, I mean, to be honest, I'm excited because, you know, Doug Peterson is one hell of an offensive coach. Uh, I will say that 100%. He takes – uh, you know, a little bit of nothing and turns it into a lot. And, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence, the, you know, number one overall pick from what last year? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting ETN back. You got James Robinson. You know, you got the loss of DJ Shark, but you bring in Marvin Jones, who is a really good possession receiver and a, you know, locker room leader. And Zay Jones had some great games last year for the uh, Raiders. So you look at that, and then defense. The Trayvon Walk, I'm still trying to swallow that shit because I just don't see where he was number one pick material. Um, but, you know, they got they traded back up with Tampa and got 27th, and they got Lloyd. And I think – that along with, you know, Dean falling as far as he did, those are going to be two of the biggest steals of this draft. Yeah, I, I was very surprised that they got Lloyd at 27. were able to come back in and get Lloyd. I thought he would have been gone by then. So, I mean, it feels like Jacksonville. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Other than the pick of, you know, Lawrence uh, last year, I feel like they've been defensive heavy uh, in the draft the last couple of years. And there's been a couple of times that they had two picks in the round and they went defense on on those picks so i mean what are you what are you I, I, I i'm just looking at i'm looking down at their uh depth chart and i'm just looking and i see talent 
you know, they got Arden Key, who was, you know, considered a top 10 pick, but then fell because of, you know, he didn't uh, have good interviews. Oh, well, sometimes you just got to get your shit together. Josh Allen came on. He is a monster. Uh, knowing Doug Peterson, I believe they're – I don't – I didn't research to see who their defensive coordinator was, but I'm going to guess they're running 3-4 still, and that's going to be insane to watch. Chad Muma, the dude from Wyoming, oh, my God. He's a tackling machine. Yeah, I mean, another another. That's what I said. Defensive wise, you you think they're going to go in there and they they they've shown flashes. They remember that game against Buffalo last year when they kind of shocked everybody and oh, yeah. Josh Allen shocked uh, sacked Josh Allen three times in that bad boy and they ended up winning like nine and six. So there's yep. there's potential there, but just imagine what they can do with coaching. And you know, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I read something the other day. Trevor Lawrence. They asked him about, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on Doug Peterson so far? And he had nothing but great things to say about Doug Peterson and how the, the culture has changed, you know, uh, you know, with Doug Peterson being the man at head coach, you know, minus uh, old uh, Urban Meyer there. So I, I think they're going to be a little <laughs> bit better, uh, my, you know, in my opinion, just off of that. And, you know, like you said, ETN's coming back. You know, if they can get a healthy James Robinson back, that gives you a two-headed monster, a potential two-headed monster running back. Uh, you know, and Christian Kirk, we, I mean, uh, Christian Kirk, we're going to find out if he's worth the four year, $84 million that just ruined the receiver market. Thank you, Christian Kirk. He's... I know. Uh, I didn't even bring it up because it pisses me off. What I mean, you get, give top money to a third or fourth wide receiver. Right. Right. And, mean, that's, and that's where it went down. Is... So as I was like, Jacksonville is going to be very interesting to see what the Jaguars do here. Uh, this um, season and because you know when we get closer to the season we're going to give you our full blow yeah. up and really go into some stuff but one guy you got to watch fantasy wise Evan Ingram was picked up yes yes Evan we know Doug Peterson love his tight ends yes and that's the thing you know they 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 you know I know he got some work in at receiver at one point they had talked about moving to receiver but no you got a guy who can play the tight end position pretty well you know Hopefully, you know, he can get out there and, and give Trevor Lawrence an extra blanket. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see if this Jacksonville team can move up a little bit higher in this division and move from, you know, fourth, maybe the third. Who knows, even second. I'm not going to push it, but we'll see how things go there. Next, we talk about the third place team from last year, the Houston Texans. They went four and 13 last year. Uh, you know, Davis Mill was their quarterback for the majority of the season. No Deshaun Watson, who was their key loss, but he really didn't make a difference on the team. But when you still lose a guy like a Deshaun Watson, a pro bowler, uh, you know, a guy who can play at an MVP level at times, it, it's going to be tough. So, you know, my thing is, what are your thoughts here about this Houston, Texas team? You know, they did draft uh, Derek Stingley Jr. They had two first round picks this year. What are your thoughts on the Texans? Uh I like where they went. Uh, you know, they addressed two secondary spots, which their secondary, I mean, they sucked. Let's be honest. Uh, Davis Mills was a very – hi, Blue. Don't fuck my light up, dude. The dog. The, the dog's in here, and he's going to tear down my entire studio. But um, uh, for me, you know, they got a good linebacker back in because when Wiley left, you know, they didn't have any leadership on defense. 
And Christian Harrison, you know, might be underrated. And then you look, they got themselves a guard. And right beside Tunsil, uh, I'm excited. Davis Mills was very, very, very good last year. I want to see him grow, but that the nothing to disrespect Lovey Smith, but to Tampa Two's dad, bro. Yeah, man. I, I I'm glad to see Lovey got another shot. Um, you know, in the league, a very unexpected shot. A lot of people. I ain't gonna lie to you. I really thought they was gonna give that a position to Josh McNeil. You know, he's been a finalist for this job two years in a row. I really thought they were gonna give it to Josh McNeil. I'm glad that Lovey did get another opportunity. Um, but you know, Davis Mills really good at home last year. Really good. He had some really good games at home yeah. last year for the Texas team. The one thing Davis Mill has to fix is how he plays on the road. And and he, I think his ratio was like one touchdown to like nine interceptions. It was something crazy. Just, but he's 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 got he's gotta fix that. He's gotta fix that, Jay. If he if he they can get that together, if they can get that together, he can be a little bit more stable. Good things can happen. Uh underrated guy to look watch for. Nico Collins, he is uh, – he very much reminds me of like a K.J. Hamler type of wide receiver. Not the fastest on the field, but great hands, great route runner. All right. I mean, this this Texans team, very intriguing this year uh, to see where they land. Marlon Mack at running back, I'm intrigued to see if Mack can get back to where he was two years ago. Uh, before the injury, you know, he got hurt and they didn't they didn't play him that much last year in Indianapolis. There were trade talks in the middle of the season. It never happened. It never came to fruition. I'm hoping for the best for Marlon Mack because Marlon Mack is like 25 years old. He's not he's not old right. running back standards by far. So he's still got tread on the tires, man. Yeah, if, he, if, he, if he could come in there and do some things for Houston, we'll see how things go. Next one, we go to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this team, probably the most disappointing team in a lot of people's eyes. Because, you know, even with Carson Wentz at quarterback last year, Carson Wentz had like 22, 27 touchdowns to five picks. If you look at it statistic-wise, he did not have a bad season. He had a really bad game against Jacksonville and a really crazy game against the Buccaneers. And he had a weird game against the Ravens where they were winning by three touchdowns and they ended up losing the game. Those three games cost the Colts from getting into the playoffs. Now, all on them. Not all on him. The Jacksonville game was all him. I, I, he, I, he can't. He got to take blame for that. The Buccaneers are the right. Buccaneers, and then the Ravens. Let's be honest with you. The defense let them down. A really good defense let them down against a very talented Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson is going to give everybody trouble. What are your thoughts? One on the game where they didn't have to go for a two point conversion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at this, the Colts key addition Matt Ryan. Key loss Carson Wentz. Losing Matt Ryan, I mean, gaining Matt Ryan is huge for this team. You get a veteran who can come in, who's been to a Super Bowl, who's won uh, um, an MVP. You give him probably the best line he's ever had. We're going to see what he can do. Obviously, losing Carson Wentz, but if you can gain Matt Ryan in the process, to me, that's an upgrade. Jay, what are your thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, I absolutely agree with that analogy, 1,000%. Matt Ryan, you know, yes, he's old. But he's still got the arm. The only big concern I have is making sure the wide receivers stay healthy. And, um, you know, they've got a guy that was and should have been a lot more in the MVP talks. And Jonathan Taylor, that man, let me tell you, one cut and gone, he brought it back. 
It's great watching him play. Yeah, I, I love it. I had him as my number two guy in the MVP race last year. And to be honest with you, if they had a closer record to the Packers, I would have gave it to him. He he was right. everything for that team last year, and they just had a couple games that just didn't go their way. And, and you look who they brought in. You know, they brought in Stephen Gilmore, remember? Yeah. One of, I mean, the, a great free agent pickup. You put him with Rocky. I can't probably can't say his name, Roxane or whatever the hell you want to call it. But um, I just looking at it, they they're good all the way across the Quitty Payne. Yeah, I hate Michigan players, but I love Quitty Payne. I love his story. Breakout candidate for Jay this year. Yeah. Um. And then they then they I think they made a trade with the Raiders too, and they got um. Oh God, I don't want to destroy his name. Yakinik, Yankinik, uh, Nawaka. You know the guy. He was with Jacksonville. Played with um. I think oh, Yannick Nakadu. There you go. Nakadu. I never said a man's name right, but he's and, always a great piece. They brought him in to kind of help out. Um, uh, what's my man that they got from Darius Leonard? There you go, Darius Leonard. Who's the guy on the <laughs> line though? Who? Who's their man on the line? Uh, the Forrest Buckner. The Forrest Buckner. So you bring in him to go beside Buckner. Help that defensive line. I like what they got going on there. I mean, they easily can win this division. As long as, you know, the biggest disappointment I've had is Paris Campbell. Right. And not, don't think this wrong way because Becca knows his wife. Um, you know, I want to see him play a whole season. If he could play a whole season, he'll be a pro bowl. See, that's, this is what my – and that's my biggest concern about this this Colts team receiver position you know they they drafted mm-hmm. uh alex alex pierce the young man uh, a lot of people say he was turning heads in camp uh from cincinnati so mm-hmm. he'll be intriguing you know no ty hilton is still a free agent and there's talks that he could sign back with him but i don't know if mm-hmm. ty is the answer uh pitman was a had a really decent season last year uh can he really step into that number one role can he be the number like true to hard number one guy for matt ryan and that's where that's where it gets wow. intriguing, you know. If they can figure out everything there, well, see, they they got a uh, they need that speed guy because Pittman's more of a body catcher, you know, right. high point. Um, so that's where I hope Pierce can come in, put him in the slot, and open up stuff all across the field. I still got Mo Alley Cox, who has really turned into a great tight end. And let's not forget, they also drafted Jelani Woods. The six seven monster from uh, from Virginia. And God, he, I wanted him in Tampa oh, so you, bad, bro. You weren't the only one, sir. Oh <laughs> man, Jelani is tough, you know. And you know, we got the purpose last year of seeing Jelani play in person. I mean, just a big dude. You try to tackle him. Good luck. Oh. Uh, I remember. I think it was myself and Ty. We were at the uh, Illinois game and come across the middle, dragging three or four guys. Just a big. It's, it's a guy you don't want to just have to have to deal with on a day to day basis, but. He is a n- new version Gronk. I, I like what I saw from him. And I know we've oh, yeah. been because we've seen him a lot. But I'm telling you, with him and Mo Alley Cox, you know, together, uh, who knows? I mean, Ryan's got some decent pieces on that team. We're going to see if the Colts win in that division. How many uh, touchdowns did he throw to his star tight end last year, though? One. <laughs> One. So we'll, we'll, I, I just got to bring it up to be. I mean, but it's right, though. But you're right, though. I mean, you know, we, we get, he's going to have to use the resources he has because if they don't sign anybody else, I mean, obviously Julio Jones is out there, but doesn't look like he's signing with anybody anytime soon. So it's just like 
you look at it and see where's where does he is, where do you is AJ Green available? AJ Green is no, he signed back with the Cardinals. He signed back with the Cardinals. So you know AJ Green on that one. But anyway, Colts, we'll see what they do. Um, like I said, we're gonna get more deep into all these teams when we get our you know our big season previews as, as we get closer to the season. But now let's head to our last team in our four-day. It's the Tennessee Titans. They won the division last year. Uh Tennessee. Uh, you know, they were 12 and five, first in the division. A shocking 12 and five. Well, should I say shocking? I did have him going with 14 and three, Jay. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say, yeah. I did have him going 14 and three. Now, now I, see, I gotta disagree with something on this, okay? What I'm uh, your key addition is Robert Woods. I mean they the receiver position is hurt, you know. It it is it is hurt, but I mean uh, is he really a key addition? I mean, last year was his healthiest year ever in his career. He was hurt last year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get out. Of here. Well, well, but it's it's key for this reason, in my opinion. You you gotta yeah. you you bring him in, and you know that you're getting rid of, or I guess eventually you're feel confident enough to get rid of AJ Brown, who in a lot of people's eyes is going to be a stud. Uh, you know, has been a stud in the league and is going to could truly help out Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. But you get rid of an AJ Brown, who we've seen how talented he could be for Robert Woods, who's shown flashes. So I, I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, but you know, Tennessee, even with Henry being hurt for half of the season, still were able to pull off a lot of you know a lot of victories. Yeah, but for for me, AJ Brown had his worst year ever as a pro last year. Right. So I mean, but he was, but he was also hurt too. That's and that's because we we really didn't get a chance to see him be the guy he was the year before because of the injury. So I don't know this this Tennessee team to me. If I had to pick the division right now, Jay, if I had to pick the division right now, I I, I think I might have Tennessee finishing like third. No, nah. I'm not gonna just. I, I I would say second or third because I, for me, I I've got Andy finishing first. Right. I'm not even going to mess around with that because, but I got to say, I watched uh, some of Derrick Henry's workout videos this year. Mm-hmm. He yeah. might put up 2K, bro. And look, that's all I'm saying. Would have put it up last year if he didn't get hurt. Here's the crazy thing about Derrick Henry I don't remember his official finishing place in the Russian title. I want to say he finished sixth. I want to say he finished sixth or seventh. And how many games did he miss? He missed nine games. And he, before he got hurt, and yes. he probably would have been MVP, in my opinion. Like, the way he was going, he had a 300-yard rushing lead over Jonathan Taylor when uh, he got hurt. He still, he still had the rushing lead for another three weeks <laughs> before uh, Taylor I, took the spot. <laughs> it's like, so it's just I, like. I, really, I was watching him like he was uh, doing resistance, mm-hmm. with running with weights on. And. I it didn't tell how much he pushed out with mm-hmm. his arms, but it was at least two fifty. He just threw it out. He, I was he's like, oh man, he's amazing, man. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, my two favorite non-Packer players are Josh Allen and Derrick Henry, and it, it, it's just watching them play. I I get a joy out of watching them play football, and it's oh, just like they make absolutely. the game fun to watch, and it's just so dangerous. So those are my two non-like Packer player like. Like players to watch on the field, it just it's they're just a joy. But this Tennessee team, man, it's it's a lot of questions. 
a lot of questions and to see if Rabel can find a way to get him another division title. But well, in this division, it's possible. <laughs> it's in this division, it is possible. Th- now, you see, you started this off saying this is possibly one of the worst divisions in football. But to be honest, I'm excited about this division hmm. because, you know, we go back three years ago and we're talking about how this is one of the best divisions in football. Right. We were just saying that a couple of years ago. <laughs> and um, for me, you know, the changes and the things that they've done, I'm, you know, not trying to give shit about the NFC East. Or even the NFC South, because if you take Tom Brady away from Tampa Bay, the NFC South is a shit show. Yeah, it, see, the NFC South gets real interesting. The the, yeah. the Panthers and the Falcons are kind of like, eh? You know, well, and, and the Saints are like, maybe they're going to be really good. But the Saints made a lot of moves in the offseason, so. Yeah, with a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> I mean, I said, like, it's it's just it's weird. Like the way their their whole all season was just like you don't know. Well, we're still waiting on hear what Michael Thomas situation will be. You bring well, and Alvin Kamara is going to be out at least six weeks. If that, not breaks more. that breaks my heart. I traded for him in my dynasty league too. That makes me happy. Yeah, it makes me hurt. Not 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 in our dynasty league. I think I already had him in our dynasty league, but the other dynasty league. I no, no, no. Him. It makes me happy because I'm a Tampa fan. Ah, I bet it does. I bet it does. Well, since Tom Brady has come to Tampa Bay, you know he has yet to beat the Saints in the regular season. It's crazy. It's, I'm, I'm just being it's, honest, man. It's crazy stat, crazy stat. All right, everybody, that is – oh, wrong, wrong, wrong graphic. Anyway, yes, what we got? <laughs> so that is it for our four days for this week. Uh, next week we're going to bring you the NFC East, and we're going to talk about those – Cowboys and those Eagles and the Giants and the Washington Commanders. So that'll be next week. We go to the NFC next week for our four day. So be on the lookout for it. Now, before we end this bad boy today, y'all already know what time it is. Jay, you can go ahead and cover your ears. (laughs) And now it's time for cash or trash. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Cash of Trash this week is all about the AFC South. So we're going to start this one off with our first Cash of Trash here in the AFC South. First one, we're going to start with old Tennessee. Cash of Trash, we will see Malik Willis start this year. Cash of Trash. Uh, For his learning, I want to trash it. Just because I think Willis needs to set and I know, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's just damn Ryan Tannehill. But setting, watching, seeing how everything goes, I really have high praise for Willis. Ability, but I want to see him become a student of the game. This is, this is a big year for Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, that's, that's crazy saying that, especially for a guy who, you know, has been in the league for a while. Uh, you know, just signed a big contract with Tennessee not too long ago, but it's a big year for you. You know, if you if you don't come through this year, there's a guy waiting in the wings to take your spot. It's that simple. This is probably I mean, this is his biggest year of his career. Like he's got to step up. Oh yeah, you can't have those interceptions like you had in that playoff game against. Uh, well, I was just gonna say he's the quarter Marvin Lewis quarterback. He's great during the regular season. Ridiculous, man! It was it was a crazy game to watch. And I just remember sitting there watching, like, man, it just – Joe Burrow threw, like, 
Joe Burrow got like sacked nine times in that game. You get sacked nine times in the game, you're supposed to lose. Well, Joe <laughs> Burrow remembers like four minutes of that game too. Right. <laughs> so I'm I am going to and I'm cashing it only because I feel like it's just going to be pressure. At some point during this season, they're going to have pressure to be to start him. Maybe, maybe I'm not going to say ten he'll get hurt. I just got a weird vibe about. It. I don't want to see it happen. I agree with you. I trash it because I, in a, you know, to the sense I don't want to see him get on the field just yet. Give him a year, let him learn a little bit more, you know. Um, but I'm I'm going to cash it because I just got a bad vibe about it. I watched uh, Taylor the one. I can't. I don't remember the name of the podcast that he's that he co-hosts with. And they were talking to Mike Allstott, and he was very much praising Willis's work ethic, even though, you know, Tannehill is his guy. He said he can't wait for to see what he can do on the field. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued because I, w- I want to see what he can do. And, you know, and I'm, I'll take it as a cultural thing real quick. But Tennessee has always been really good about drafting black quarterbacks or, or African-American quarterbacks. Or they've had, let me put it this way, let me put it this way. They've had pretty decent success with drafting black quarterbacks. Uh, yes, Vince Young didn't last long, but Vince Young won the MVP. Um, um, not the Jeff MVP. fucking Fisher. Need I say more? Vince, Vince Young won uh, Rookie of the Year, had some pretty good moments there. Obviously, uh, Air McNair, um, you know, and then obviously oh, God. We, oh my Rest God. in peace, bro. I, oh my God, I love Steve McNair. Like people don't understand. Like I, that's if I was to ever get a jersey that was non-Packer jersey, it would be a Steve McNair jersey, and it would be n- no question. And then uh, Warren Moon. So they've always had you know some type of you know success uh, with African American quarterbacks, unlike some other franchises. When I won't name names at this current time, but it's just it, it will be fun to see you know eventually down the road how he does, but. You know, I've always been a guy who don't – I don't hate <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill. Like, he's had some right. good moments. It's just like, you, you know, you got to you gotta step up when you get that big contract, man. When it counts, go. though, on the field, you got to step up or shut up. Exactly. Next one, Cash the Trash, we go to the Houston Texans. Cash the Trash, Lovey Smith will last more than one year in Houston. I got I to gotta, I gotta trash it because – I don't get me wrong. I love Lovey. I, I absolutely love him. Uh, great human being. Great coach. Was an innovator during uh, the ground and pound era. But when he was in Tampa for that one year, I mean, we got lit. Uh, unless he changed his defensive philosophy, and you know, I I watched him in Illinois. Didn't his defense is still soft? It was bad. It was bad. I, I I remember him in Illinois too, and I thought, oh man, it's gonna be great for Illinois, but it wasn't. And I felt I felt yeah. really bad for him. Um, I like I said, yeah. and I'm glad Lovey got an opportunity because he is a class. He's a class A guy. Oh, yeah. and you know he's 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 been an NFL coach. He's been in the league, and you know in and out here for the last what 15, 20 close twenty plus years in the yeah. league. And you know you want to see him do well, but I. I'm going to trash this because of the organization. That has nothing to do with Lovey. It's the organization. I still think the coach from last year got a bad rap. For him to win uh, four games with that team, the, <laughs> you know, well, I, the, the circus of bullshit and be I, able to do that. Yeah. He had to deal with all that stuff last year. And I feel like I still think he to this day he got a raw deal. 
They didn't give that man an opportunity. They didn't give him the pieces he needed. And they give, didn't give him the opportunity to help grow that team in his eyes, to, in my opinion, unless he was just doing trashy stuff behind closed doors. But with that organization, who knows? You know, well, but my whole thing is I don't. Interesting thing, you know, J.J. Watt, uh, just maybe call it a sixth sense, but he mm-hmm. left the franchise that he'd been with forever, the city that he loved, because he knew shit wasn't right. It's crazy. Hopkins leaves, all these people. Let's think about it. Watson wanted to leave right before everything went crazy. So Mm -hmm. a team that was obviously, if if the things looked the way they looked, had been helping him out in certain areas, and he still wanted to leave, what is going on with inside that organization? You know, that's what makes you wonder. You know, I I told you if I had to rank teams with just struggling organization statuses right now, it would be Washington, unfortunately, because of their situation. The Texans would be two. And then right at three, I'd have the Browns only because of the Watson situation. I just feel like they're going through the most right now. And then I think I got the Dolphins like right underneath them. Those would be my top four teams. And that's only because I felt like the Dolphins situation with Flores was just weird. And I, I don't I don't think they did a good job. I mean, yes, obviously they did a good job of getting players in, but there's something Still up top organization. It don't make sense why they got rid of Flores. Exactly. I agree with you a thousand percent on that. So, and we we've always praised Flores on this show. We love Flores as a coach, and the fact that he's not even a head coach this season blows my mind. But he'll be he'll be ready next year. Get a year in Pittsburgh. We'll see how things go. Well, yeah, I just hope. Yeah, well, go ahead. We'll cover that <laughs> division later because well, yeah. I'm worried about I'm worried about Tomlin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thomas never had a losing season. Snuck into the play, snuck, snuck into the playoffs last year. And and look, when you're a great coach, you find ways, and, you know, yeah. or you play a really bad Ravens team that doesn't want to go to the playoffs. It's either or. It's your choice. Well, um, and I've heard bad things about you know, lose my stronghold. <laughs> Jesus. All right, next one. <laughs> trash or trash? Trevor Lawrence will be a top fifteen quarterback this year. Cash. I, I'm I, I'm gonna say it because you know Doug Peterson. Even though you know the it kind of went tits up with uh, you know Hurts or Wentz getting hurt, and then Jalen Hurts and him didn't seem to vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with what Lawrence does, uh, Lawrence is a bigger bodied, healthier much healthier version of Carson Wentz. Mm. He can drop a dime in the middle of a snowstorm, bro. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm look, I I'm excited to see what year 2 of Trevor Lawrence will be because towards the end of that season, he he took a beating last year, God bless him. We we talked about him them they they needed to go get an offensive line. That's something we missed on four days of it. They did a good job I think of going out there trying to repair that offensive line a little bit. Uh you bring in Brian, uh, Brandon Sheriff from from Washington. Uh, that was a nice mm-hmm. play. They kind of traded uh, offensive lineman, but Sheriff is obviously a multiple-time Pro Bowl. I think he may have been All-Pro in there at some point. Uh, but I, I look at that, and you know, if if his line keeps him upright, we've seen flashes of what it could be. And that's oh, what, yeah. and that's with a trash head coach. Let's see what he has with a Super Bowl winning head coach and a decent offensive line. So yeah, I, I cash it, man. I, I think Trevor can be a top fifteen. I'm not gonna give him top ten yet. But he's got oh, yeah. potential to be top fifteen. He's got he's got the tools, but you got to do it. Yep, got to do it. Last one on cash and trash before we get out of here. We got 
Cash or trash? Matt Ryan will have his best year at quarterback with Indy. Cash or trash? I got to trash it because I went back and I was looking at his numbers that he had when he won his MVP. There's, there. I mean, he was like, uh, let's see, 56 yards from 5,000, mm-hmm. uh, 38 touchdowns and seven picks. I'm No, I mean, he's older, much older than when he did this. And, again, we bring up the wide receiver health. Uh, is he going to have a good year? Yeah, but no, it's not going to be his best season ever. Um, I am going to. This is tough for me. I want. I want to cash it so bad, but I'm. I'm going to trash that he has his best year ever. But I'm going to cash that he has his healthiest year ever. He's going. I feel like if that line stays healthy, he's going to probably be his. His, you know, probably his most healthiest he's ever been in his career. He's going to be. He's going to be able to stay upright. I feel like he's going to have more time. You got a guy with you know leading that line and quitting uh, Nelson. The, the sky's the limit. I know they've got a great running back. They've got two solid, young, good tight ends. They got potential, potential at receiver. We'll see. Defense top is top ten defense. Top ten defense, and defense gets you a long way. Uh, it, it can get you in the playoffs, and if your de- if your defense can hold up, you know anything can go in the playoffs. Good at run game on that turf. You know the way he, the way as fast as Jonathan Taylor is. Who knows? But that, that's that's how I got it going on that one. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see him do good things because I mean, I, even though he was playing for a rival for most of his career, you you never want to see bad things happen to anybody. I mean, the only time I wanted to see anything bad happen was with the quarterback that is my quarterback now mm-hmm. was Tom Brady because. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that, you know, oh, he's the best. He, I'm my favorite. No, it's not the way it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, brother. I'm right there with you. All right, everybody. That is it for episode 294 of the Legacy Maker Sports Podcast here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. We're going to be back next Wednesday to bring you episode 295. Yeah, we came on Tuesday this week. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, Leroy Butler joins me on one-on-one for episode 58 on one I'm upset about that because I got kicked off the last time. No, so so we got I got we got to tell y'all this story. So we <laughs> first time we had him we had him on the podcast the first time. So we had him on the podcast and as we and as the podcast the podcast is going great. We're like 30 minutes in. Jay, I don't know what happened. It's like the system just kicked him out. It would not let him come back in. And we couldn't get him back in for the show. It was the I had to set and watch. It is you know, and and interviewed. It was it was crazy. The one now we did get a chance this year. If y'all haven't had a chance, go back and watch two ninety three. We did get to get uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and three time Super Bowl champ Lagarde Blend. That was that was great. That was great. Oh yeah. Shiano. Oh, we had fun with that. Shiano. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Shiano. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Well, look, we, we will be back next week. We're going to be doing the NFC East next week. Uh, so just be on the lookout for that. And Bro, you said it wrong. You said that wrong. The NFC East. East. That's why I thought you were going. <laughs> I thought you were going with it. Well, oh, Jay, I can already see I'm going to get all types of shit in the group chat for that yeah, one. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna come for you. They're gonna, just a little bit. Hey, Jay, okay. anything you want to say before we get out of here today, brother? Oh, no, just uh, – like we all, you know, I feel like it's been an echo. Love your people, call them, check up on them. You know, you never know when, you know, people going through shit. 
things happen. Life sucks sometimes. And maybe just hearing your voice will put a spark in their day, make a smile. Awesome. Awesome. Like before we get out of here, I just want to give y'all a quick run through the shows we got coming up in the next couple of days. We got a, feel, a fun field lineup over the next week. So make sure y'all check it out. Tomorrow, one on one, Leroy Butler comes in. Commonwealth Sports Talk, Courtney Kofer, uh, head coach of Woodbridge uh, High School, will be with Joe Dillard on. We missed you, Joe. Yeah, glad to have Joe back, man. Joe, Joe was out uh, doing his thing as a coach at, at, at the local school, so glad, glad to have Joe back in the mix. Uh, in and out returns with myself and Drew on Monday for Fourth of July edition. Brian, Brian, Brian H. Waters. Don't get me wrong, Brian H. Waters, one of our guys who's. A friend of the network, he comes to talk wrestling with us. He'll be on there as well. And then this was this is the one I'm excited to uh, watch. Paul Schofield, ladies and gentlemen, former uh, Legacy Maker alumni, will be on uh, there next week. And then me and myself and Jay will be back Wednesday. And then one on one, we'll also have a one on one uh, Wednesday as well. But one on one, Paul we'll be, being on uh, on In and Out. Yeah, Paul's gonna be on In and Out. I can't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I'm can't watching wait. that. I am watching that because I, I can't wait to see Paul back in action, man. It's been a minute. But once again, everybody, make sure y'all check them out. You Make sure you check out all our shows. Make sure you like the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Me and Jay will be uh, back next week. Yeah. And Legacy on Fire will be back soon, y'all. Don't worry. We're going to bring it back. We'll be a couple weeks. Terrell, we'll be back. You know you're going to get my ass kicked. You know that, right? Yes. You for, you forgot one. Oh, no. Oh. Let me let me, let me me make sure. Let me make sure. Because I ain't trying to get you get I don't run Jay run no and of course mm -hmm. can't forget this one can't forget this one and Monster Minutes will be I believe Saturday, Sunday this week uh, they just returned back last week they had a week off Monster Minutes is back in the mix a uh, couple of tracks this year if you haven't had a chance to check out the coverage Becca has been given has been great uh, we had a lot of great track coverage last year I mean uh, this year coming up we've been to Darlington we've been out to um, Martinsville. We've been to Richmond. We've been to Charlotte, uh, waiting to get back into Darlington and Martinsville and Charlotte and all that stuff this year with another round of it. So great job um, from Becca, man. We truly appreciate all the hard work that you put in. So, yeah, you know, just beat me up later, Becca, but I do love you. Appreciate you for everything you do. Keep rocking and rolling, baby girl. <laughs> Once again, everybody, that is it. My name is Darrell Owens. That's Mr. Jeremiah Quimby. We are out. Peace. Hey. I guess the video is going to show. Wait a minute.